Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Turn out the lights. The part is over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And, of course, David Hobbs Honda, 6100 North Green Bay Road. Make sure to check out David Hobbs for all the best in new and used cars. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is... The maestro himself, David Hobbs. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you, Steve. I like the interest. Very good. Uh, well, you know what? And uh, that's the theme today for Formula One. Yes, the party is over, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, I think we had, if those Ferrari fans are thinking, well, just maybe, maybe we can make some hay against Lewis. And uh, that did not work out, did it? Well, it hasn't yet, because we've got the race run yet. We've got the two Mercedes locking out the front row, which is, uh, you know, for about, what, six or seven times this year, Lewis Hamilton's on his 18th pole. Um, he's about to score his 50th, well, a good win, score his 50th win for Mercedes. Um, but, you know, that's why they have the races. Things go wrong. I mean, that uh, first turn at Suzuka, very fast entry, and then... Um, you know, a tight kind of exit, which is turn two. Uh, then you have the dreaded S's, which are very, very uh, tricky. Um, and the Degna curve, which is that downhill right-hander just before you go under the bridge. That's such a tricky turn. So there's all sorts of things that go wrong. But Sebastian Vettel, what does he do? Qualified ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, he has never run won a race from lower than the fifth on the grid. So, yeah, uh, not looking terribly good for Vettel. Obviously, uh, all sorts of blame has already been cast around. <laughs> well, I think I, I think what hurt last week the most was not was not Hamilton winning, but was was Vettel not being able to get second place. And so, when when you have uh, Hamilton and Botas in the Mercedes finish, you won two. It, it's it's just a kick in the jibs for uh, Ferrari. I think I, you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean. That was if you could split them up, maybe there's a glimmer. But I think going into Japan, you know, I think they're thinking, oh boy. Especially well, there was a there was a spot during the race, early in the race, where Vettel is making a run at Hamilton, and then you just saw Hamilton just kick it in and with that new Mercedes upgrade, just pull away from him. And I, I, I saw that and I thought, oh boy, that's that's not good for Ferrari, is it? Well, because Ferrari had their upgrade. Which looking was looking really strong at places like Silverstone and Austria, 
but since then, you know, the FIA have been having a look at their engine mods and have uh, added a couple of sensors to um, check it out. And ever since they've done that, they haven't been anything like as dominant as they were. You know, everybody was saying going into Spa after the break, hey, you know, Ferrari is definitely on top. Um, they have got the fastest car. But it doesn't appear now as if they have got the fastest car. Um, Vettel seems to get demoralized. Um, he's always been a bit of a whiner. I mean, they all whine like hell when things go wrong. But, you know, for the last four or five years, Vettel, if, if you get stuck behind traffic, is where's the blue flag? What's getting him out of the way? What's Alonso <laughs> think he's doing? All that sort of stuff. <laughs> and you don't hear Hamilton doing that that much. Um, but certainly with Paul at Suzuka and um, obviously his teammate flanking him, things are looking very good for uh, Hamilton for tonight. And with a 50-point lead, if he stretches it to much more than 50, then it becomes very difficult for Ferrari with just, what, four races left? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, suddenly it's looking pretty bleak um, and looking pretty good for Hamilton to get a fifth world championship. And there'll be only two other guys have done that. One is Fangio, one Manuel Fangio, who's got, who's got five. And, of course, Michael Schumacher with seven. So, you know, um, it could be a pretty momentous. It's going to be a momentous year for one of them because either he or Vessel going to get five championships. So, yeah, and as, as we get down to the wire, things are looking good. And Ferrari keep making weird mistakes. Obviously, one of the most egregious was um, allowing Raikkonen to get the toe off his teammate, Vessel, at Monza, of all places, where they're doing like 210 miles an hour down the straight. So you get a hell of a toe, uh, and that put Raikkonen on the pole. Um, and then, of course, they made a couple of mistakes at Singapore. So, yeah, um, and the strategy didn't seem to be working out terribly well. Um, Bernie Eccles said a very incorrect thing the other day. He said, the team has become too Italian, <laughs> which mm -hmm. in this day and age... You shouldn't, you shouldn't say anything like that, really. Um, but I mean, I don't, and I don't think that's the case because um, they, they've they've got a pretty diverse crew there, engineers, and uh, I don't know, just seem to be running out of ideas. And of course, when you're backs against the wall, you start to take risks. It's the whole, it's the whole thing about Formula One. Obviously, the whole thing is a risk, and the drivers take a risk, and the teams take a risk to try and you know to try and win and. and and pull off a flanker on the other guy. And if it works, you look, you look like a hero. And if it doesn't work, you look like a chump. Well, and, and the interesting, the other interesting story I thought was Charles Leclerc, who once again looks very good, was actually running fifth. And not only am I thinking, wow, this kid's looking good, but here, here, here we have a sober actually running in fifth place for a while in, in Russia. He ended up finishing seventh. But uh, that team is just uh, going through a resurgence, aren't they, in the second half of the season? A massive resurgence, and I'm not sure um, why. I mean, obviously, I think, well, they've obviously got better Ferrari engines this year. Last year, the, car, the Haas team, the Gene Haas team, had the current Ferrari engine and still does. And Sauber had a previous generation engine. This year, they have the current generation engine. Um, but their chassis has obviously improved. And I think Leclerc is one of those guys that uh, motivates people terribly, like Sebastian Vettel did when he was with Red Bull. Mm -hmm. And like like Lewis Hamilton did at uh, at McLaren, and now at Mercedes, you know those those really fast guys are massive motivators. 
and everybody suddenly perks up and thinks, oh my God, you know, we can we can win this. And um, the improvement in Sauber this year has been absolutely outstanding. Um, and it will be interesting to see Leclerc alongside um, Vessel next year for Ferrari, quite honestly. Well, it, it'll be interesting now on the flip side of that, though. Uh, maybe, you know, because we were discussing this up in Elkhart Lake a couple weeks ago, you know, the, we were just flummoxed that Rackinen would actually consider going back to to Sauber, but seeing their performance over the last couple of races and that, maybe Ferrari told them, okay, if you do this, this is what we'll give you. And maybe he's thinking, well, maybe, you know, the, it might be a lot more competitive than when we may think next year in, in Sauber. Boy, I, I mean, yeah, but, you know, still and all, the and, difference between driving for Ferrari and driving for Sauber. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, I, the, and the money, though, too. I, mean, his age, I just... I just I just don't see the motivation for it at his age and his mm-hmm. his success that is, you know, why on earth would he want to go out like that? It just seems weird to me. But um he obviously likes being at the Formula One races and um and, and being part of the Formula One scene. Which he could be without actually sitting behind the wheel, but um he uh, it, it just seems a, a funny thing for a guy like him to want to do myself. But and my big my real good bone of contention is to keep someone like Esteban Ocon or yes. or yep. some of these other young guys out. You know, Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Norris has got himself a drive a, 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 with uh, McLaren, but I'm not sure that's such a great deal at the moment. Um, but yeah, Lando Norris. Um, this guy George Russell seems to be very, very good. Um, and I hate to see those guys hanging out on the line to dry, while someone like. Um, Kimi Raikkonen and just uh, cruises around and picks up, you know, four or five minutes a year. It's it's a tough job if somebody has to do it, David. So you were <laughs> you out at uh, Monterey with with half of our uh, other on air staff. It seems like on this show, um, and for <laughs> for Rensport. And uh, how did that go for you out there, running and uh, seeing old fellows, old friends <sighs> like George Fulmer and those guys? Yeah, it was absolutely fabulous. You know, just uh, the whole thing. The weather was gorgeous. We were staying in a fantastic hotel right on the bay. Unfortunately, down on the bay there, you get all that funny early morning mist and cloud. Mm-hmm. But every day at the track, was just the sun was shining, and there was just the, yeah, the temperature was perfect. And uh, boy, oh boy, the amount of courses there from you know, for seventy years, starting with the cars they built in nineteen forty-eight, the absolute current ones. There were hundreds of courses there, and. Um, just about every driver you could think of, people like Richard Atwood, David Piper, Derek Bell, obviously Justin Bell was there, uh, my old mate Bob Varsha was there, Jackie Ickes was there, uh, and all the hierarchy from Porsche, Dr. Singer, who you know, looked after me and Fitzy back in the 80s when he he, was, he responsible for the 962. I mean, all those guys were there. It was just absolutely magical. Of course, as you say, George Palmer, Vic Elford, um, Jackie X, I say Jackie X, yeah, he was there. I mean, it was it was really, really cool. And um, a lot of racing, but of course, it's always a bit half-hearted in those um, vintage events. Um, although there were some pretty, you know, a lot of the, all the new guys were there. People like Patrick Long and uh, a whole bunch of the current uh, Porsche drivers were there, as well as a whole bunch of, you know, older ones. So it was a, an amazing event and uh, we're going to have to wait to know what three years or four years for the next one but um, the uh, the crowd too this is the most amazing thing was that over the weekend they had 85,000 people incredible to watch basically yeah. to just come and look at cars I mean the racing 
you know, they were out on the track, yeah. Um, and the diehards were out there in their in their deck chairs and their coolers and all that, sitting there watching the racing. But um, but you're just watching all these fantastic cars. You know, the races with like the 917s in and the 962s, and you just looked at all that stuff. And you thought, wow, God. You know, even the 962 is 30 years old. <laughs> I keep thinking of the new car. <laughs> it's 30 years old. But um, no, it was great. It was absolutely fabulous. Uh, we're talking with uh, David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And David, uh, it's time for you and, and your lovely wife to head south here and coming up in the next week or so. Uh, the, any any other travels for the rest of the year? We're heading south in about an hour and a half, actually. Okay. <laughs> well, beep beep on the way by. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to stop at Milwaukee tonight with Greg and then um, uh, ease off tomorrow morning because I like, you know, we're going to drive down in our new CRV. Purchased, of course, that day with Pops Honda 6100 North Clear family. But so we're taking it down ourselves. Could have maybe asked Andrew to drive it down, but we thought we'd drive down ourselves. And I like driving on Sunday because there's way less trucks. Mm -hmm. And of course, Monday being Columbus Day should also be relatively traffic free. Um, and uh, of course, we take a couple of three days to get there. Steve Sparky, Sparky Pfeiffer says Sparky hi. Sparky says hi. Who's <laughs> that? Sparky. Sounds like he got a spark. <laughs> to some... He's fired up today. <laughs> I guess he is. So, anyway, so we're heading off down there. Um, we'll be back in November briefly uh, for a weekend, see Greg and he's having a bit of a do. And then, uh, yeah, no, I haven't got any much travel going on. No, I, um, I should be going up on uh, Thanksgiving weekend to Mr. Diffie's house in uh, Connecticut because on Monday the 26th today after the last race, we're doing uh, a stage show at the Ridgefield Playhouse in Connecticut, which will probably be our last stage show together. That's me, Lee, and Steve. And uh, Sean Kelly, our stat man, comes on and uh, mm -hmm. tells people a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And then at Christmas, we're going to go to England for a month. So, uh, yeah. I'm Very excited. good. Well, yep. David, we certainly appreciate uh, discussing your travels throughout the year and those actual fun spending the time with you, too. And uh, you can still get the, the Hobbo book on Amazon, correct? I was just going to mention, I forgot to mention Hobo. It's gone quite well, really. Um, but it is available at Amazon. It's available at quite a few other bookshops, I believe. But Amazon is the place that most people get it. And, um, yeah, it's still around and still going, and um, I'm still signing it. I hear fantastic crowds every time you're around to sign that book. So congratulations. Oh. That's, fan oh, that's that's great. Okay. Well, you were there, Steve, a couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. That was Jeff, by the way, the the Polish pipe bomb over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked that there was great crowds while Steve was there. So I know everybody's <laughs> there to see you, and then, you know, you bring in Steve. So that uh, a nice little add-on. <laughs> yeah, I know just a lot of people said, who's that guy with Steve's optic? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got that uh, twisted around there, Mr. Hobbs. <laughs> All right. Well, David, we certainly appreciate it. And uh, perhaps we'll get you on one more time uh, before the end of the season. And uh, we'll okay. go from there. So thank you, David. Appreciate Look your time. All right. That was thank David. You, Steve. Thanks, guys. Thank you, David. And that was David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank, dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.